everybody. Thanks for joining us here. We've got an, another uh, interview for you. I am actually on the phone with a special guest. I am on the phone with a dear friend, author, pastor, founder of Cross Church, excellent father, uh, amazing husband, uh, Pastor Josh Mayo is joining us on the line. So, Josh, thanks for uh, speaking with us today. Thanks for spending some time with us. Man, if Avery, if you could just follow me everywhere I go with that kind of introduction, I will feel very good about myself and feel like I'm a rock star. So, so that was pretty, pretty awe-inspiring. Thank you. My ego is five times bigger right now. Well, good. That was the point. I wanted to make sure that you were nice and puffed up for the phone call. <laughs> well, it's an honor to be with you guys, and I'm just honored anytime I get a chance or an excuse to be part of our Victory family. Um, it's it's a joy. Well, what we wanted to do is we, we have these uh, podcasts that we put out every now and then just to give our leaders something to, to think about, a different voice to to hear. And I, I wanted to talk to you to, this uh this afternoon, just on a subject that when I look at your life, this is something I see you live and breathe. Um, I wanted to talk with you on something that I don't think we hear enough about. We hear a lot about getting a vision. We hear a lot about developing a vision and executing a vision and, and praying for your vision and watching it come to pass. Something I don't think is spoken on enough is not just getting a vision but how do you inspire people to support your vision? And that's something I've seen you do here at Hamilton Mill. Obviously, it's something you live at Cross Church. You are the carrier of the vision. And every week you're seeing more people come alongside of you and say, I want to support this vision that you're building in our city. So if you can talk with us a bit um, on how do you do that? How do you get people to support the vision that God has put inside of you? Yeah, excellent question. I love it. Um, let me give you a very straightforward answer. Uh, bribery. Bribery, <laughs> I think, is incredibly effective. I'm incredibly poor, but it works well. I just hand $10 to people every now and then. And, oh, well, then I need to but, go to uh, Cross Church. Yeah, yeah you, yours is in the mail. No, that's a great question, though, and again, wow, thanks for the huge honor of, of feeling like that's something I'm doing all right at, and uh, that's, a, that's a huge compliment, and I really appreciate that, Avery. I, I think, let me answer the question by saying two things that come to mind. Um, a first word I would give you would be investment. Second word I would give you would be gratitude, and I think those are very simple principles, simple words that as a leader, as a department team lead, it would be easy to dismiss, say, oh, yeah, yeah, I got it. I know it. Um, but I think there's a difference between knowing and actually um, uh, implementing doing on a consistent basis. So let me talk about those two words, if you don't mind, just unwrap them a little bit. Sure. When I say investment, what I mean is he who spends the most time wins. How, as a team lead or a leader, are you investing into the people that are a part of your tribe, part of your area of service, the people that serve with you, do ministry with you, do life with you? 
one thing that I try to be very intentional about is constantly investing. Uh, we live in a church world where most people come from a place of uh, there's got there's got to be a catch. The pastor always wants something from me. Um, and, you know, all of us have probably had the moments where we feel like if the pastor calls me, or if that team lead calls me, or if that leader calls me, it's because they want something. But I think as team leads and as leaders, we need to shift our perspective from the ask. The ask is important, but people expect the ask. I think we need to start looking more at the investment. What can I do to invest into your life? And that might be as simple as, hey, Rachel, uh, man, it looks like things have been going on in your world, and I want you to know you've been on my heart. Is there anything I can be praying for you about? And and then you actually pray for the person. But I say even bigger than that, not bigger than the prayer, but is the follow-up a week, two weeks, three weeks later, hey, Rachel, I've been praying for, and you specifically say what that is. Um, and that's a, that's a form of an investment. Find creative ways that you can invest in your team. I recently had um, someone in our church uh, come to me, and I just went out, had coffee with them, had lunch with them, and, and I realized that we're all busy. And so sometimes I think people think that pastors just have all this time to hang out with people, and that's not the case. I'm doing about 15 different jobs right now, but you make time for what's important. And if I really genuinely care about the people and I don't want just something from them, but I want something for them, then I'm going to find ways to invest into their life. And so I recently went out with a guy, and I, I set up an appointment with him. I initiated and said, hey, I want to hang out. And he told me later that he and his wife were talking – long conversations about what does he want, what does the pastor want, all this stuff. And he didn't tell me any of this stuff. Um, but we just hung out, and about halfway through the time, uh, we had donuts. We went to a donut place. And he's like, hey, man, is there anything I can do for you? He kind of He's kind of waiting for the hammer to drop. And I said, no, this was a total relationship time. I just wanted to spend time with you. I wanted to get to know you better. We've been friends from a distance for a while. Uh, we've been serving, doing ministry alongside each other for a while. But I wanted to spend some time with you. So I, I've got no agenda. And that's a phrase I use a lot. I use that a lot with people. Other leaders on my team, I'll say, hey, can we hang out with absolutely no agenda? Like I, I, I don't have something I want to correct. I don't want to tell you something. I just want to, I want to get to know your story a little bit. And that's a huge deal. People care most about them. So when you care about your team leads, you care about your other people volunteering, and you invest by your care, your love, all that stuff, it makes such a massive difference. And we know this stuff instinctively, but the problem is we don't practice it. And so, you know, investment is a huge thing. And there's thousands and one ways that you can you can unpack that more. Second thing is gratitude. I believe that our church volunteers are dying from a lack of thankfulness, a lack of gratitude. I see so many people that would love to serve. And it's not like, you know, they, they serve to be thanked. But no one just ever – we've lost the ministry of Barnabas. Barnabas was the encourager, man. He was, he was the guy that constantly helped the disciples continue to keep doing ministry because he encouraged them in the faith. And, um, and I think if you can give specific encouragement, not ge generic stuff like, oh, you're doing a great job. No, tell them exactly what they're doing a good job at and when it was and how they did it. And then also 
give gratitude compliments third party. Like Avery, if I was talking, complimenting about you, I wouldn't always compliment it to your face. I'd find someone else that works around you and I would say, you know what Avery did the other day that he just knocked out of the park. He just set me up for so much success. He did this. Well, guess what? I just happen to know that eventually that compliment's going to probably get back to you. Right. And third-party compliments that are specific and that kind of gratitude, that means way more. When you hear it from somebody else, because again, it gets rid of the agenda. It gets rid of some sort of a hidden motive. And people are so wary of that stuff, sadly, in the church world today. So when you can make an investment and you can give ways of just gratitude and thankfulness and just go over and aboard man thanks for being here today man can you believe we get to do this and allow your voice tone and your body actions and just your whole your body language as you're connecting with these other leaders wow thank man you mean the world i can't believe you showed up today oh you knocked it out of the park you rocked it and not not fake not manipulative not anything that's false but just very genuine People, it's like oxygen for them, hmm. and people want to be around that. And and a lot of times, teams that aren't really thriving, um, we sometimes make it act like it's a leadership problem. We're like, oh well, they just they're under poor leadership. Well, sometimes the biggest reason for poor leadership is just a lack of encouragement by the primary leader to those other people, giving them specific reasons why they're knocking out of the park because it's oxygen. People want to be around that. And so if you're having a hard time keeping people around you, well, are you making an investment and are you encouraging them? So those are two two things that I think, man, yeah. everybody wants to be around somebody who believes in them. And when you do those things, you can take the kingdom of Christ forward, take his agenda, his kingdom, his, his purposes forward together. That is so good. And here, here's the difference in that. Everything you just said is not anything like we would normally hear. How do you get people to support your vision? You didn't go with, well, you just give them something really compelling. You, you give them five reasons why Jesus loved this, you know, this idea. Uh, you, you tell them to go home and pray and fast. You went straight relational. Yeah. You went straight yeah. relational to investment, to, to gratitude. So, something you said there. At the very end, um, I, I, I want to repeat. Basically, if you find a team that's not thriving, it's not always a lack of leadership, but sometimes it's a lack of encouragement from the primary leader. Yes. So I'm not an ineffective leader. I'm just not giving the team the encouragement that it needs. Yeah. Like that's gold. I for 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 the. For the teams that are listening, for the leaders that are listening, that is gold. Don't don't let that just uh, go by you. We are so quick to point to our own uh, leadership as the reason why a team isn't growing. And sometimes it has nothing to do with how we're leading, but sometimes it's not what we are doing, but what we're not doing. Yeah. How yeah. we're not and encouraging. I would, I would encourage you as well, too. Don't just say, oh, well, i got to be a better encourager then. Well, yeah, but it's how you do it as well too. Make sure that it's organic, it's real, it's heartfelt. Make sure it's not filled with platitudes. Make sure it's specific. Make sure it's behind closed doors as often as it's public. Mm-hmm. Um, all those things make such a big deal. People know when you're authentic, when you're genuine, and, and, and 
man, just if you can give off that authentic vibe of this is really what you feel, and, it, and you're like, man, I don't feel that way about my team, or honestly, this guy on my team and this guy on my team annoys the snot out of me, and I don't know how I can give them encouragement or how I can be thankful for them because truthfully, half the time I pray they wouldn't be on my team. <laughs> uh, can I give the answer for that? I mean, what I would say is, when was the last time you really started getting a burden for them in prayer? Yeah. And that is, you know, I'm Jesus Duke in this moment, but what I've found is whenever I'm struggling, having a heart of gratitude and wanting to invest in somebody, if I just spend some time taking that person's name to the Lord in prayer privately, it helps me get over my own personal issues, insecurities, struggles, frustrations with that other leader so that I can move forward. And what's funny is as Christ encourages me through my prayer life about that person and then I start to breathe encouragement into them, it, it's, it's, it's a flywheel. Basically, it comes back and they start becoming what I'm saying and not in a manipulative way. We never want to do that. But they, they, they start to open up because, again, your encouragement is oxygen and they reciprocate. They start being and doing and uh, using their giftings to honor the Lord in a way that you've been trying to force them to do in countless other ways. But, but it hasn't worked before and, and it starts to open up. It starts to work when you do it the other way. That's so good, Josh. Thank you for thank you for that. That is that that's enough wisdom to last us for a while. I think. Well, I, I really don't have much more. Period. In life to <laughs> I was about to set you up for that. I was waiting on that. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I got anything more, so that's good. <laughs> well, thank you, Josh. Uh, we we appreciate you. We appreciate everything you're doing over there at Cross Church. Um, we love you. We pray for you often. And, and thank you for speaking to us and investing some time into the leaders. And for everyone listening, uh, thank you. Hopefully something that Josh has said, hopefully this something the Holy Spirit has said through him helps you to lead like Jesus. Mm-hmm.